Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. Uh, today we're going back to Africa instead of out of Africa. I am joined by my inimitable travel partner, Cat Temp, ladies and gentlemen. I want to go back to Africa. You didn't want to leave Africa. I actually didn't want to leave. I, I actually see a new life for myself as a safari guide mm-hmm. where I never have to wear a fi- fake eyelash again. <laughs> and I can just live ugly yep. and amongst the animals. And I even texted Cam, my, my husband, if those of you don't know. I'm married, sorry. I texted Cam. I was like, can we move to Africa? I want to. And he was like, well, I don't really want to live in Africa, but I'll follow you. Which I thought was so sweet. It was very sweet. So let's. Um, so this is obviously filled with chocolate milk. Yes. Um, th- but it, if it were a bottle of alcohol, it would be. The kind of the local drink of South Africa, Amarula, which you might recognize from this podcast. Jack Maxwell from Booze Traveler was kind enough to pour fake Amarula uh, over ice cream. So today we're enjoying mm. it with uh, some chocolate milk. It's chocolate milk with chocolate milk. Yes. is what we're ha- So basically we're having chocolate milk. That's our mocktail for this happy hour, this back to Africa happy hour. So um, I had... Been toying with the idea of going with a good friend of mine who is starting a safari business yes. and needed some clients for his maiden voyage so he could figure out how exactly his business was going to work. And I was like, well, I'm definitely down. He said it's going to be too expensive unless you find someone to go with you. And so I called Kat and I thought you might be trepidatious. I thought no. you might be like, well, I don't know, Africa. Maybe Mexico, but you were like, yes, yes, all in. Lion King is my favorite movie. A thousand percent. I've wanted to go to Africa since I learned about it. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't know if it was because of The Lion King. It was very popular when I was in the first grade. Mm-hmm. But also, I was super obsessed with Jane Goodall growing up. Yeah, yeah. I And I had such high expectations for the trip. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. To Africa, brew. Woo! Mmm. I had such high expectations for the trip, and it still exceeded all of them. I missed the Halloween party. That's also my birthday party every year. And when I got the invitation, we're talking about the party, I said, actually, I can't go. I'm going to be in Africa. And my friend said, LOL. Because <laughs> who does that? <laughs> Who's just like, yeah, sure, I'll go to Africa. I do that, and but I'm also, so glad I did. people, when I told friends and colleagues that we were going together people thought that it was a bit yeah that it was a joke and right and maybe you weren't well suited to africa but i have to say you were up early every morning yeah. 4 45 5 o'clock yeah. always ready to go yeah. down for every single adventure never panicked Mm-mm. um whenever something was presented to you whether it was the treehouse that we stayed in our first night mm-hmm. which by the way um we stayed at a beautiful resort called and beyond which is the company that has uh many resorts throughout africa and throughout the world um and these are beautiful curated buildings and uh, they have excursions that are unmatched but very rustic yes. so they have essentially what is a four-story treehouse uh all of the levels are small um they're screened in if not encased in sliding glass doors and the first level is the kitchen where we walked in and there was a tiny dining table with, yes. with two plates set up next to each other so for a little while they thought we were on a lesbian honeymoon <laughs> we, we got so when we walked into our room when we yeah. dropped our bags before we went to the treehouse we got a note that said enjoy the bush yeah lisa and Catherine, enjoy the bush everybody there was on their honeymoon pretty much so they it's thought true. we were on a lesbian honeymoon yeah. especially because 
you and I don't really exude feminine energy. <laughs> We're shocking to me because I always thought that I did. Especially on our days off because we have to wear makeup at work. Yes. Mo- more makeup than most people, even club girls who go to the club. Go drag to- queens. Drag queen. It's, it's, yeah, I've, I've said this repeatedly. And it's very akin to the getting ready routine of a drag queen. Mm-hmm. So I love to just not wear any makeup at all on my day, on my days off. So we were, you know, little masculine vibes. We had to outright just say, hey, uh, we're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at one point we were joking about it because it was so obvious. Like we had a giant bed and we we're like, can we have separate beds? They're like, oh yeah, we'll pull them apart. It's really just two twin beds pushed yeah. together because we want to be, to be accepting. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out the safari guides in uh, Zulu were talking back and forth to each other trying to figure out if we were gay. Yeah. And they were asking each other. <laughs> so they like, wouldn't offend us, but they were asking each other in Zulu and Swahili. Like, are they we gay? gay. We wanted to, we, we're cool with that. So yes. in the treehouse, um, they, they loaded up enough alcohol for the Navy and the Army combined. Like, yes. There was more booze there, and I think we consumed almost all of it. If anybody had ever consumed more alcohol in that treehouse, in the history of the treehouse, I would be shocked because most people who are in that treehouse are probably there because they do want to do sex with each other. <laughs> I mean, you're in the middle. You were it's, not near a hotel. You were no. 35 minutes away from the safari lodge. Uh, you have to be dropped off in a vehicle, and then the guy in the vehicle serves you your dinner and leaves. Yeah. And he's like, here's a radio. If you have any problems, get on the radio, and someone will come get you. Yes. So it's so romantic. So I think most people who go there are doing sex. So we obviously were not into that so we just kept drinking and, and we, calling people and, and calling by the way people. i would like to apologize to <laughs> my family my boyfriend to dagan to, to guy, guy benson, benson. guy to benson was in camp yeah guy to benson. our friend keith yeah we called we looked we called a lot of people we called guy and he was like we were like we're in a tree he was like i'm at to dinner with my in-laws and i was like do they know you're gay <laughs> They do. He's married to a man. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, they know. Which is nice. So we, we survived the night, saw a beautiful African sunrise at 5.15 in the morning. It was glorious. And then we were getting picked up at 6.30 to start our first safari drive. After you know, It really was a night in paradise. So if you go to and beyond Angala, which is spelled N-G-A-L-A, opt in for the treehouse. You got to stay in the treehouse. And, and stay all night because we, we found out that people leave like most people leave the treehouse because they get scared because scared. there are lions yeah. and predators all around you making noises throughout the night right there are also a lot of very dangerous snakes in africa like yeah. i didn't know that there are puff adders night adders black adders black mambas yeah yeah we were the opposite we were like we want to see a lion fight <laughs> <laughs> like like hockey fans as if we were hockey and fans. we started howling into the night we did. which might not have been the most responsible thing i the think run. they could tell we weren't lions but then in the morning we had a troop of vervet monkeys yeah. surround the treehouse and one little perv monkey was watching me shower he watched me shower and as soon as i got dressed he ran away he was not interested in seeing me no with he my was clothes on he was a perv monkey he, i watched him crank his little monkey dog you did yeah he and was. i was like is that am i seeing what i think i'm seeing and then he watched her take a shower and then he left him like i saw what i thought i saw they picked us up we go run on safari and what do we see so there are only five white lions that live in the wild in the world we saw two of them the first morning we yep. were there and then we ended up seeing the other one the next day. Yep. We saw so much stuff. It is, there's nothing like a lion looking you in your eyes and just being like, hey, what's up? And then walking away. Yeah, there were two enormous male lions brothers. And so, you know, we, we got a call on our radio. Our, our guide got a call from another 
ranger that they found these lines so we wanted to go observe them and we do and we we park a safe distance away and the the giant like alpha male lion it, biggest lion you've ever seen walks toward our jeep and is just walking toward us and it's like there is definitely a transfer of energy when you yes. see an animal that big and powerful when they look at you they're looking at in you. my eyes yes in my soul and they know they could rip my face off and, and they, they know that you know that. Yeah. And they decide not to, which is very nice. And that, that was a point that you made. You were yeah. like, we're not the ones who are deciding whether or not we live or die right now. No, because we were surrounded by all these elephants that were getting a little agitated because they were with their little elephant babies. And we're surrounded and, by in elephants. In fact, we saw a one-day-old elephant baby that still had some umbilical cord attached. And we have, sure, the guide has a gun, right? But what is one gun versus... A herd tw- yeah, of elephants, like twenty elephants with so many moms, like so many angry us. moms. It's like it's like a Virginia school board meeting. Yes, like they're all mad at you. And I looked at you and I was like, "It's not up to us whether we live or die right now." Yeah, no. This one in particular was like, yeah, "You want to go right now? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Go, you want to hurt my kid? I'll take you." Yeah, and it's like you absolutely can. Like you can take me. I there's I have no defenses. No, and it's really I thought was so good for me therapeutically just. Because you can't control anything. And it forces you to be mindful. Whatever you're worried about when you are surrounded by elephants, several of whom are angry, you you, you kind of have to be... Or hungry lions. Like hungry we saw, lions. We saw a couple of prides of lions that had, you could tell, which I didn't know, when they feed, they get a belly like a basketball. Yes. I mean, they get a, a giant, big, full, round belly because they, they don't know when they're going to eat again. So we saw one pride in particular where they all, you could see ribs. Like, they were all, it was like Kate Moss in 1994. Very much so. And then, I mean, I, it was always still made me nervous. And then the guides aren't nervous, which I think... I said this to you when we were on the trip. It's kind of akin to seeing a lion in the wild and being someone who's lived in Africa for a long time and having the lion get close to you. It's probably similar to when a tourist comes to New York City and they have an angry, homeless person on drugs screaming in their face. Mm -hmm. Where all of us are kind of like, we understand... Yes, it's scary. Yes, there's a risk, but you probably won't die. Well, and, and you kind of do the same thing. Yeah. It's like you sit, sit still, still. You don't <laughs> react. react. Yeah. And you, you hope that they pass you by yes. and go on to something else, which by and large they did. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. But we came out from dinner one night and there were three male Cape Buffalo on the lawn, 10 feet from us, yes. which they're so much deadlier than lions because, you know, we learned that you asked, lions, leopards, elephants, hippos, like they all give you warning before they attack yes. you. And you asked, um, how does a Cape Buffalo kill you? And the answer? First, they gore you with their giant horns. They gore you so your entrails pop out. And then they take the boss, which is the big round part of where their horns grow together and they put it on your chest and they smush your chest and stomach yeah. until the entrails pop out of your body and then they stomp you to death. Yeah. Whatever's left of you. And they said the ones that are more dangerous are the ones that are um, alone. Yeah. Lone men, so th- just like humans. So we <laughs> had three incel yeah. Cape Buffalo <laughs> at dinner 10 feet from us. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't walk the 100 feet to our room. They had to send a safari jeep to collect us, take us to a room, and then walk us to our doors. Yeah. And then that night... Two lions walked right past all the guests because there are no fences through dinner. And then that night there were four prides of lions uh, roaring at each other all night long. Yeah. And, you know, I just I really want to be a safari. I mean, I, I, 
it was the most remarkable, amazing experience of my whole life. And this sounds dumb because everybody already knows this, but just this whole time I've been alive, that's been going on over there the whole time. Yes. And I'm just sitting here doing this, getting my makeup done and talking. And there's been this going on the whole time. Mm -hmm. And you see it on TV, but there's nothing like being there. I mean, I am so insignificant and I am so weak as a human being. And it's really nothing like having that thrown in your face. I mean, the impala and the antelopes out there, I mean, the amount, I think I'm stressed. They hear a twig break every time. They're like, am I about ready to get mauled to death? Yeah, because they're, they call them happy meals because yeah. they're the easiest thing to eat. And, you know, it's like, they're a dime a dozen. They're, they're impala all over the place. And they have a board with all the animals on it. And there is a numerical score for how rare it is to see a certain thing. And so, for example, we saw two packs of wild dogs. That's a 200-point yeah. sighting. If you see a kill, it's 250 points. Impala, one point. Yeah. But... Because everyone eats them, but they're actually very beautiful. They're beautiful. They're, the makeup inspo, I think, is great. Like, the eyeliner that they... <laughs> I was like, I want to look like that. I thought it was beautiful. But the wild dogs also, they they said if you go near them that they will rip your arm off. That's They made that very clear. But they act like dogs. Like puppies. And they, they're squeaky like birds. Yes. And they don't have this, like, ferocious bark like you would think being the most effective pred- predators in Africa. It, they yeah. kill... 85% of their prey. 85% yeah. of the time when they're like, hey, should we go kill something? They're successful. And they had their little paw, like their little paws out and they're rolling around in the dirt just like a dog. Squeaking. And the same thing with lions and the leopards act like cheats. They act like a house cat. I mean, you, it's interesting because... Obviously, they're really big and they're ferocious, but Cheens, my house cat, he often, you know, when he's, he'll slink around the house, low to the, when I think, when I'm trying to give him his medicine, he will go low to the ground as if I can't see him. It's like, buddy, there's no brush here. Like, we're in an apartment. I can see you. As though he's in the thicket. As though he's in okay, the thicket. Okay, but you, you have to talk about your favorite leopard because she's very special. She definitely listens to early call her daddy because... <laughs> This leopard, this girl, she openly mates with both a father and son leopard in front of one another. She mates with both of them. Imagine that. You mate with this woman, you have a baby, and then she starts mating with... She definitely listens to, like, 2014, 2015, <laughs> call her daddy. A thousand percent. And she was such a boss. Like, she we, was such a boss. We observed her for a while, and it was like, she's so beautiful. Yeah. She's so confident. Like, there was something crackling and special about her. And it's ridiculous. I said this. It's ridiculous how leopard... They just wake up every day, and they're wearing animal print. <laughs> <laughs> you <didn't say> that. <laughs> like, you know, they wake up every day. Sometimes they might want to be like low key. Yeah. They want to be chill. Nope. They're wearing a leopard fur coat every single day. Every day, all day long. And and the best was we were having breakfast one day and we were remarking at how colorful the birds are. I mean, there are starlings and lilac breasted rollers and, you know, all these beautiful birds, oxpeckers, which sounds funny. And Kat was like, I saw a bird. That was yellow. Yeah. The whole thing was yellow. Yeah. Like a banana. Yeah. <laughs> he, you don't see... It's just... Yeah, that's his actual body. He just... He's yellow all day. And <laughs> parents are green. And yeah. maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're sad. They're still bright green. They that can't is be a beige. Ridiculous, they cannot have a beige day. That is a ridiculous color to wake up every day and be. Yeah. And that's just how they naturally are. Because you see... Par- you think of a parrot, right? And you're like, that's a weirdo's pet. <laughs> you see them in the pet stores. So you think of them as this like niche novelty pet. Yeah. And you don't think of them as just flying around in the wilderness. And they are. 
They're doing it right now as we're sitting here. Africa is... I just, I just can't believe it. No. I just can't believe There's but no even, way to describe okay, it. So, so one day, we didn't get a call on the radio that there was a leopard who had taken down a massive kudu, which is like a big antelope, and uh, and had killed it and was... We didn't hear that. What we saw were vultures. And so sometimes vultures are lifted up by these thermal vents, this hot air that rises up, and they get a free ride. And when you see them flying around, sometimes they're just dicking around. It's like a, a carnival ride for them. But... They were flying down. And so our guide was like, oh, when they fly down like that, there's a kill. Yeah. And then so we went over and heard a couple of other birds alarming. And then we, we drove down to the riverbed and we saw a hyena guarding a fresh, bloody stomach. A stomach. That's it. Fighting off vultures. Fight, fighting off vultures, the, chasing away the vultures, guarding this stomach. All we saw was the stomach. And yes. then so we were driving away. And then Kyle was the one who saw the leopard. There's a leopard sitting there, and behind it is like, what was the name of the animal again? Kudu. Kudu. Like half of it. Half eaten. Half it was eaten. As though someone just sliced it in half, like he went to the bush butcher, was like, give me half a kudu, just and, nice and bloody. And, you know, and then you realize, so we had to pull up to this embankment. Yeah. It was this very narrow precipice with a dirt gully that looked very wobbly, and the guide had to pull up and had maybe a half an inch. Yeah clearance yeah maybe and the vultures are looking for i mean and then he said also people people but animals see the vultures and they know and they know okay there's gonna including be a big kill lions so including so lions, this bro. leopard is like you know yeah on edge oh. because worried about the hyenas worried about the vultures and then lions like a pride of lions can come up and and try and take the coup this is the sun leopard in the love triangle by the yes. way we saw all of them and then when we were coming back Heading back to the resort or whatever you want to call it. It's not really a resort. Lodge. Camp. Lodge. Yeah. Uh, we saw the father. And I tried to ask him, like, how if <laughs> I was like, excuse me, <laughs> sir. Um, your girlfriend is also sleeping with your son in front of you. Would how you does care this to- make you feel, yeah, sir? Would you, would you care to comment? People say, Nate, this is what Kyle kept saying. People say nature is peaceful. No, it's not. No, it, and, and by the way... What- we heard stories about families. Okay, first of all, the oh, first yeah. place we went, there was a family with <laughs> with three kids, and it's little like, like with toddlers, no, no fences, like lions, hyenas. Like we were walking home from dinner one night, and there are just two hyenas walking next to us. Yeah, and they will rip your arm off and just crunch the bones for sport. They're yeah. not even hungry, uh, but they they are also deadly. And they had kids, and I'm like, toddlers. What the hell are you doing? Like, there's a two year old running around like two year olds do, and I'm like. Why would you bring that child here? Go on a Disney cruise. Yeah, I did not. Two-year-olds. And then they... Well, because I was asking the guy a lot of questions on the safari that had nothing... About her had, future job. <laughs> right. I mean, this is not a side hustle. Yeah. This is a way of life for cats. That had nothing to do with the animals, but more about the experience of being a guide. And one of them ha- was, has a fist fight ever happened or almost happened on the vehicle? And he said, actually, yeah. He said that they were driving and there was a kill. So somebody saw there was an animal killing another animal because you're in the African wilderness. And, and that's the, what you pay for. But that's that's literally, literally what you pay for. What you signed up for. Yes. And the, there was children and the parents got mad. Like, no. It's like, first of all, what do you want to do? Tell so, the animals to stop? Yeah, they're in one Jeep and there's a couple there like, oh, we're on our honeymoon. This is what we, we want to see. see this. We want to see Circle of Life. Yes. And then there's a film like, oh, no. Yeah. And so they started Little fighting. Axel can't see that. <laughs> yeah. Axel's the name of my dead dog. Oh, oh I mean, he died a long time ago. God but rest Yeah, God, God bless yeah. you, R.I.P. Yeah. Axel. But, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, duh. If, if you don't want to see 
nature. Don't go out in nature. And it's not like I, I, and I don't keep someone else from seeing it exactly. because your child has tender eyes. So they they forced uh, the the kid's family to hire their own private Jeep. Which, also, rightly so, when, like, don't keep people from seeing like, what they pay for. I also saw this kind of stuff when I was a kid. I saw, like, I was really into the nature stuff. I saw a lot of that kind of stuff, and I'm I'm completely fine. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, I don't, is, is, is it that offensive to see as a kid? No, that, like, I think, vi- it's not, um, it's by the way, animals. If, if you're old enough to be on safari, you're old enough to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's an That's animal killing another animal. And if you're not old enough to see that, then, then you shouldn't be there. You really should be on a different family vacation. Yeah. Uh, I will go back on safari with you. Oh, I need to go, go back right on now. safari. I need to. Just tell me when. Yeah. That, I don't know how long my typhoid shot lasts. Y- yeah, that and beyond company is amazing. They're not sponsoring us, but they should. They really should sponsor us. Yeah. At, and beyond Ngala and and beyond Kirkman's camp. Um, if, if you have been thinking about as far they were, and we, we paid for everything, trust me, but it was, uh, strangely affordable and absolutely incredible life changing. Yeah. Like seeing the sunrise, seeing the sunset, seeing all the animals, seeing the little hippos gurgle oh, and make their funny noises yeah. and they could, they could kill you so easily. Totally. But they One look bite. adorable. But they don't, but they look like little French bulldogs yeah, and the way do. they run with their short <laughs> little legs. <laughs> oh, I need to go back. I, I don't know how to talk about it without being annoying because it was just so life-changing. Yes. And I cried repeatedly because I was just so moved by all the things I was seeing. You were very sad to leave. I was. Yeah. I feel I've never felt... Have you dreamt about it since you've been back? Oh, uh, yeah. I've dreamt about it every, every night. Every single night, yeah. <laughs> I need to go back. I've never felt so at home somewhere where I clearly don't fit in. You know, in the jungle, we are even weaker than the Impala. You know, we, we could... People, these animals could kill us without even trying to kill people. It reminds me of my favorite quote from Helen Keller. Security is mainly a superstition. It does not exist in nature. It doesn't. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. You're right. Damn, she's right. Thank you. She's right. She's right, Helen Keller. When you're right, you're right, girl. (laughs) Maybe she's gay. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh. Well, thank you for the trip of a lifetime. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Oh. To, we gotta go back. To many more adventures. Cheers. African and otherwise. We're coming for you, Africa. We love you. This has been Kennedy Saves the World Happy Hour, along with Kat Tim. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network.